Let's see how the blacks respond to drums. Questlove, go. What's up, world, and welcome to the 200th episode of the Vibes and Stuff podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, we first discuss the case of the missing-slash-stolen rhyme books of the late, great MF Doom and his family's efforts to see them return. Then we'll dive into a mailbag question extravaganza, and the crew will answer questions such as, is the current-day hip-hop media inherently bad what were our favorite five kanye west produced tracks that did not appear on any of his albums who was our pick for lyricist of the year so far are our top five albums for 2022 locked in already and we'll dive into past album face-offs then for our face-off we'll be putting fantastic value 2 by slum village against the listening by little brother and weigh in which album was better and why and then the crew share what they've been bumping for the week so with that please kick back and enjoy this show yo what's going on vince Good man, what's good? We made it. We made it, man. We made it. Two hundred episodes deep. Man, I wish I was here for the very first one. <laughs> oh man, you didn't miss much. Them, them first, them first, uh, that first season was rough. <laughs> <laughs> trial and error, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> A lot of trial and error, man. Trying to figure out what platform to record on and where you got the best sound quality one where people wasn't getting cut off like man bro i don't know how i got through that <laughs> that first season i cringe when i when i, when I listen to them episodes oh i gotta go back to them <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was all kinds of disorganized <laughs> but what's good with you man how, how's, how's everything going how's the family we good, man. We good. We are. Uh, it's starting to taper off with the heat. It's still hot, but it's like I can feel the cold air coming in. Right, so, right, right. As brutal as it was. Well, at least but, uh, the cooler air. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. My um schedule is back to normal. Because, you know, my grandma had passed about a month or so ago. And, right, uh, right. I remember you telling me. Yeah, then my parents came into town right after the, the memorial service. Then when they left, my anniversary hit on the 15th. Oh, happy anniversary, bro. Yeah, so we, thanks, man. Thanks, appreciate it. 16. Happy, happy belated. Yeah, 16. Nice, 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 man. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Back I hit on 15 in May. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we... All of the peers, man, we all kind of got married within the same three-year period. Yeah, yeah, that, that 2005 to 2008 period. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep, I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> I was um I was texting back and forth with, with another friend of mine and he we were talking about the whole Drake thing. And um I mean put these people up in here. I know. I don't know who Imperious Leader is or okay. Diversify Your Bonds, nigga. I think Diversify Your Bonds got to be Jay. No, I'm Imperious Leader. Ah. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? What's good, Jason? Oh, nothing, bro. What? So let me go ahead and be, be sleepy while I'm at work tomorrow. Hey, it's all good, man. I appreciate the sacrifice, man. It's a special occasion, man. It's the 200th episode. Wow, that's a lot. We made it, man. We made it. What's good with you, Jamil? Some celebration, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pop some bottles for us, man. Pop some bottles for us. I was Pick just up, telling. Be married. Right, right. <laughs> I was just telling uh, Vince how I was texting with a uh, with another group of friends, and we they, we were talking about they were talking about well, one guy was talking about Drake, and I remember that um. A YouTube comment I read about Drake in the wake of this this whole thing with him DMing a diss to a mu- online music critic, and the comment was that Drake is the homelander of the rap game. He's, <laughs> he's immeasurably powerful, immeasurably insecure, and always acting. And I was like, "Wow, that's, that's hilarious. That's pretty dead on." <laughs> Called Homeland. That is pretty dead on. But let's get into the show, man. Let's get into the show. Lot, lots, lots to discuss. We got a special mailbag question extravaganza that we are going to do for this episode, and and kind of roundtable it. But first, man, I got one news nugget I wanted to get to. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if y'all heard about the uh, the situation with uh, the late great rapper MF Doom and his rhyme book being stolen by a former his former label head of, of stones throw records uh egon and it was first kind of it hit uh, the media's attention i should say uh, when talib kwali kind of went off on an online rant about it and unfortunately uh mf doom's uh, widow jasmine dumal came out and she put out a statement she said we can confirm uh eothan egon alaplat is illegally in possession of his rhyme books, the ones owned by MF Doom. There may have been there have been many unsuccessful attempts to get these back prior to Doom's passing. We had hoped after Doom transitioned, Egon would do the right thing and return the books to the family, but he has continued to ignore these requests. Unfortunately, Egon is not the only former associate abusing the likeness art and the life's work of Doom. More will be said at the appropriate time. So hopefully she's pursuing some legal action here. Talib Kweli, he he had wrote initially, he says, I want all to know why Egon, to know, today all I want to know is why Egon stole MF Doom's rhyme book and refuses to give it back to the Doom family, even after MF Doom passed away. Uh, MF Doom officiated this man's wedding for free but then later stopped rocking with him because of his devil ways. Someone tagged now again and asked Egon why he stole MF Doom's rhyme book because he's got me blocked. The era of the culture vulture is over. Um, so it's just kind of like an unfortunate 
story all around, man. But what are y'all? What was y'all's reaction to this? It was this on a scale from one to ten. How grimy is is holding on to a dead rapper's rhyme book? Well, do you know what Egon does? I do. I, I I took a lot of interest in this story because. I was a hardcore Stones Throw fan. Yeah, you know, but, but not, fan. not. But see, that's the thing. You got to separate it from now and again because he owns now and again records. Because I thought um, Peanut Butter Wolf owned that too, but he don't. Right, he doesn't. Uh, Egon does. So what Egon does is like, like you know how you hear all of them, um, all of them samples and stuff. The Madlib be going crazy with Egon buys up the rights to a lot of that music. So he can clear it for the samples, but other people, you know, or whoever might have to pay. It's some kind of it's some kind of way. It ain't nothing wrong with that, but it's just Which is actually of, a pretty smart thing to do. It, yeah, it's it's pretty smart. It's just it's just bad. I ain't gonna say bad business. It's just not a good look for like it's it's like you going about it the wrong way. Like as if he clout chasing or whatever. He just he knows something gonna get sampled. He snatch it up. So now he, you know, and then it's like he he bought it for pennies, but he ain't paying the uh, artist that made the music or making them fair deal. This is true. This is true. Now I'm just saying he grimy. So that this whole thing don't shock me. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that part that you just described, Jason. That doesn't shock me because. You know, just looking at the types of compilations they would put out with different funk music and, you know, drum breaks and stuff like that, like real old school stuff that they used to put out back in the day. I'm not surprised that they bought the rights to that music because I'm like, well, how else are they putting this, this out here? But uh, I, I knew something was off when Matt Lib separated from Stone Stone Records, which, yep. you know, which was kind of, I found that to be kind of telling because. I mean, to give you an example, it's it's comparable to like when Dr. Dre left Death Row. You know, like Mad Lib was Stone Stone Records. He was the lifeblood of everything that was happening at that label, whether it be Loot Pack, Quasimodo, Metaphor, you know, whoever, whoever was associated with that label, Wow Child. Um, so that was interesting, but like the rhyme book thing, like holding on to a, his rhyme, it's it's just something about it feels very icky and invasive and and not right to me and it's like i don't know what he has plans for with it obviously he's i think he's planning to do something with it but then sorry i interrupted you make an nft but that that that, now i was thinking that is cool nft stuff but you still don't need the actual copy once it's digital you know but but where is the value in having a rhyme the rhyme book like the music has been made through it already. Like um, some of that always. stuff is unreleased. Not not always, because it's like. Well, well, I mean, yeah, if it's unreleased, okay, but you can't. He can't. He can't record the stuff. That's but, true. I mean, it, but, it, but it's a it's a handwritten rhyme. Like it's the original as he was constructing a song that's popular, and it's handwritten. That's money, and he died. Each one of them pages is gold. No, I get I get that. For somebody that's a true fan, like if, if Ian Ray had a million dollars to spend, I'm pretty sure he would go ahead and buy that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But like I get that, but it's valuable to him. You know, I'm I'm I mean, I think it's just more it feels more of a uh 
like just disrespect to the family, um, to me. But there can be some money, some money that there's something that I can't just can't even think about that he would steal it. But like, if he stole it, how can he make money off of it? That's the point. Like, you can never make money off of it if it's stolen, even if you try, unless you go buy some some underground meme. Why, why can't you? Song, if it's an unpublished song, ain't nothing, no copyrights and nothing on it. It's just words in a folder. Exactly. And the thing is, there's definitely a market for it. Right. Like it's it's not even necessarily fans like you were describing. I think fans wouldn't touch it with it being stolen. But that's clout chasing. Like Doom is 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 about to be the new Dilla, and anybody who you know wants to have that connection to the culture and got some paper they would pay for that like your your martin screlly types cat like those are the type of people that would purchase this doom is a oh, is it is it is it does he illegally have it though is what i'm well that's the thing that's that's, that's the question that's debatable he could he could make a claim <laughs> that like because with, with, with doom being you know with him being passed away like he can always make the claim that like oh he left this in my care at thus and such date or even if he can't prove that, he, he can't even, he, he, could, he could still make the argument that like, well, none of this in here is copyrighted. Like, cause what if it's some like, you know what I'm saying? What if it's some B material that Doom never recorded? Like, cause that happens when you write rhymes. Like I got rhyme books full of stuff that I will never record because it just, I went back and it wasn't up to snuff. And like, but people don't care. Like, like Doom, real Doom fans. Definitely and, right about that. Like, like they don't, they don't care about that. This is a piece of doom. This is a peer. This is a window to, to, to peer into the world of doom and see how his mind works. He could, he could just scan random pages of the rhyme book and put that out and do a commentary just on those pages and release that in volumes if he wanted to, and people will buy it. So, or he could put the rhyme book up for auction. You know what I mean? And, and really get a bag off of it. So. There's, I've, I've already peeped many different ways he can make money off of it. It's just grimy because it's grimy, yeah. You know, yeah. The, du- the dude has passed away. Like you can't make money off any recordings anymore. So you're going to try to make money off this, this up, you know, in, in another way off this guy. And it's just, uh, it's, it's invasive. But especially if not all these rhymes, maybe in, in this book, Doom wanted out there. I just don't get why people. I don't see why he wouldn't bless the family with that. Like, so like if they were to get to come together, you know what I'm saying? Because he has the channels in order to make that be something valuable. So if he was to facilitate that for the family, then they all could eat off of it. They don't don't need Egon. Doom is extremely popular. Extremely popular. They don't need him for nothing. But what? But but what do they legally own? That's the thing. That's the question. And I mean, it's the tale as old as time, man. Where you know musicians are not always taking care of the business end of it, and that's the unfortunate thing because you have people like that who will, you know, work legal loopholes to make things like this happen. It's, it's no different than you know the Cadillac Records type of deals that Cash was getting before. Like, he getting screwed over by the industry and by a known snake. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know what? I, I kind of chalk it up to 
like I never thought about it in the terms on uh what's the what's the name Drink Champs when Herb Gotti was on there and how I, I you know I was just like why is this dude so bitter at Ashanti until he kind of broke down like you know artists can continue to perform and do shows and make money off that stuff but the only way that he's not a performer so the only way that he continues to make money is by the assets that he holds so anything you know like if he's doing trying to if, if, if Egon's trying to do something with that rhyme book or publish it or put it out and stake a claim on it or whatever I guess he you know people get grimy when they see on the only you know only limited options into making money so he's just a clown yeah ultimately yeah because I mean I under I get it I get it in the business sense you know when someone passes away and you got the masters you bring their music out as a special edition and people buy it and now you can you know you can eat off of them one or two more serious times uh, I get that, but sometimes when you so when when it's when it's put down as the label, it it feels it feels business. It feels like business, but when you say an, an, an actual name, it feels like it feels shady, more shady because it it's like a personal thing when it's just a name. Like Egon seems to be like so closely attached to the dude. And we're saying Egon as opposed to the record label. So it's just, I mean, but I don't, I'm on, I'm thousands of miles away from all of the information. I heard about it though, but it does sound shady because it's like, man, aren't you guys boys at like a, at a level, the same level of as business partners? You would think. You and know, even you would, if they're not rocking with each other anymore, like you should at least have enough respect for the artistry or just the death of a human being. You know, this is a possession that means something to his family who has made the request to have it, obviously. Um, even if you gonna be so shady as to say, look, this is a valuable, you know, a valuable piece of work. You can get it, but it's gonna cost you, which is grimy in and of itself, but it sounds like it's not even being made available to the family. Exactly. It's like, man, let's let's let the family eat too off of it. Like, plus, plus, there's this other element of like, you know, Jason. I don't know how you came up, but it's like you don't you don't look into other people's rhyme books unless invited to do so. Right. You don't. Yeah. You don't touch nobody's rhyme books because man. that's that's a window into their soul. That's like you're gonna. I'll read you what I feel like reading from it like about seven eight years ago my, my homeboy jay came over to crib um to record a couple of songs with me because we just hadn't done it in a while and and we you know just to play catch up and uh you know we was drinking and everything and he he accidentally when he left he accidentally left his rhyme book here and you know he wasn't able to get it for like a good three days or so uh he eventually came back and and, and was you know able to get it but like for those three days man i did not pick up or look or turn any pages in his rhyme book. Why? Because like I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. I wouldn't want right. That's right. To, to read an unclear rhyme. You know what I mean? And and let me just first of all say, dude, can wrap circles around. 
like that's the other thing so i knew whatever was in there was probably gold so but you just you just don't do that Nah, that's unspoken man you don't it's, a, it's automatically understood like that's like um that's this that's the equivalent the equivalency of uh reading somebody's journal yeah yeah it's, you don't do that yeah yeah you know yeah you just don't do that man like, <laughs> like but when you're not an artist like you're not necessarily gonna understand those rules you know but um i hope i, I sincerely hope you know doom's family is able to take some legal action and to get that get that material back or or something or eat or if he's planning some sort of payday off of it which he most likely is like they could at least get cut in on half of it or something like and really that's that's a small ask that's to me that's that's not going that's not sufficient but yeah i i, I hope it, it it resolves itself in a way that's just and right but let's move right along man we got a good what eight mailbag questions man and i'm gonna do a little something different instead of me quarterbacking it uh the discussion tonight I'm going to let you all weigh in on which mailbag question y'all want to get into first. Um, or whichever one you 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 most you feel most prepared uh, and ready to, to discuss. Uh, and we got quite a few. So you all already got the syllabus I, I talked about. Uh, or one of the questions was picks for lyricists of the year so far. Top five. Do you, is your top five hip hop albums for the year a lock already? Top five favorite Kanye West produced tracks that do not appear on any of his actual albums we got what's your favorite what is your go-to fall albums we've got albums you love that everyone hates and albums you hate that everyone else loves we got any albums that you want to see pop up in the album face off and we also have the hip-hop media being inherently bad question so i'll give it up to y'all man is there a particular topic y'all want to get into first hip-hop media all right let's let's get into it so the exact question was with everything that's going on with uh dj academics ll cool j adam 22 joe button vlad tv and the like do you all feel that hip-hop media as in, as it currently exists is inherently bad yes you say that again but do, do you feel that the that hip-hop media as it currently exists is inherently bad and the examples I brought up was DJ Academics, the Joe Button Show, Vlad TV, and even Adam Twenty Two and No Jumper. So, I mean, I, I, I I'm gonna go out and just say it. I agree with Jamil. Like, oh, I yeah. do think it's bad. I think it's, I think it's terribly lacking. You know, in terms of content, I think it's a shame that you know the premier you know, hip hop discussion forum these days is drinking chance with Nor. And that's not a diss to Nori, but like, I don't even think it was ever intended to be that, you know? Or maybe it was, maybe it was always his intention to bring artists through and get them drunk and get them to talk about stuff uh, that, you know, we as the, the listening public might not have been privy to, but outside of him, it's 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 a desert, you know. I, I, I disregarded everybody after Combat Jack died, cause that dude, man, his show. I I was just like I I be sitting there for hours, so just getting put on the jewels, and it would make stuff make sense. Now everybody's just 
you know, they're not having like a, I don't want to call it a journalistic integrity where you just report or inform. Everybody want to be part of the circus. So everybody try to clout chase, say something outrageous, have a scoop about something. So what happens is you don't get any kind of information that pushes the culture forward. It's just always some drama over something, some nonsense. Or, or pushing a narrative right and I, I think the reason why there's that's happening though how many how many of these people that are named you know in the question are actually connected to the culture for real for real like for most of them this is a hustle Joe and Budden that was it Joe Budden would be the exception yes it and he's and, and he's a troll yeah. he's just but he always has been and he's at least like we've known this about him, you know what I mean? I don't feel like I don't feel like Joe is fronting, and I don't necessarily feel like he's specifically clout chasing, you know, for for the bag. I just feel like he's he just he's a jerk, and that's what he's been doing anyway, even before this platform existed. Um, yeah, Joe Budden. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he uh, he just a dude that that um, thinks of himself way more than anybody else thinks of himself. You know, that's just what it is. Right. And he's delusional to that fact. To be honest, it's a wacky side of everybody in Slaughterhouse to meet up. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he seems to be the only person that doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, man. He doesn't. Right. To, to, to expound on the whole, the whole question, it's good and bad in there. Because I think that if you really are part a person of the culture you would protect the culture like vlad tv for instance mm. he ain't protecting the culture this dude is indicting the culture yeah <laughs> he's not of it he's yeah, not of so the culture like, so like i like that part of it i don't like um adam 22 i can't say he's done anything specifically you know, maybe I just haven't listened to him enough, but I don't think he's done anything specifically that's just like against the culture. Uh, he's, he's made comments here and there yeah. in the wake of like certain rappers getting killed or shot or and stuff like that, or beefing with each other on record. He's he's weighed in and he's given that stuff a platform. And much like Vlad, who invite people on the show to even comment about, you know, comment on whatever current beef they're in or. You know a past shooting or, or something like that that's that's my problem with him and and in fact he got called out on the joe button podcast for for that by joe button and his new co-host and they were kind of like holding his feet to the fire about it a little bit and like with the kevin samuels thing you said what the kevin samuels thing no no not even the kevin samuels thing it was about it was about his platform like like period i i forgot what rapper it was in reference to but he tried to make the make, throw out this excuse about oh I'm helping rappers and they're like no no you're not like people would have heard about these rappers with or without your platform anyway like like you're 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 paying them to come onto the show and like he's like well yeah I, I'm 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 helping them by paying them and he's there was just like nah it's it's not that it's not that simple because when they get on your show and they say certain things that are gonna come back on them in the streets you're off somewhere else you know and and right. yeah yeah you know you're you're monetizing you know beefing and, and violence and you know in 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 turn death in a lot of cases 
and they were telling him that he he needs to take a different approach with his with his content and he just did not get it he just he just kept throwing out these these excuses about helping people and it's like see that's the problem like you think that like you 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 stepped into the world of niggas as a white man and now you're gonna like dole out favors and money and i'm i'm helping them you know and that doesn't sit well with me you know he's even made statements about like in reference to certain gang members like like oh they just they, they these these people don't know any better and it's like nah bro when, when they're when they're shooting and killing people in the street they know what they're doing like but the the circumstances in which they're in require them to do that it's not like they're these savages who just don't know any better like that stuff weighs on them too like that stuff makes them paranoid because they know the stuff that they're doing might c come back on them and their love so like I, it's just his 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 mind was just like so warped in the way he looked at things you know as a content creator who's you know mainly discussing hip-hop and hip-hop cultural stuff and they just cannot get him to get it you know yeah they they have behind it you know it's like a they you know they have behind it because it's a formula to make money so like they they tell themselves a certain thing so many times to justify it so it feel so they feel okay to do it but um but how do you guys feel about dj academics <laughs> Man, I mean, he's a like sucker him. like the others, man. I ain't never like him so at all. I, I think, I think he is. He's a clown extraordinary. Yeah, I think he, I think he's like the lamest dude. He's good. He's good for his video game stuff, but he's like Aww. so lame, and he don't even, he don't even realize it. He don't even realize like that he ain't even one of the cool kids, but he really tries to talk like he is. He and he really, uh, he really puts himself in bad situations. He, I hope he doesn't get hurt one day because he just, he, he doesn't get it, man. He doesn't get that how he, how he talks. He ain't the dude to do it, basically. I mean, um, he's just another one of them new dudes that, and and I guess the rules just are different, right? You can you can kind of get away with saying things and never really have to have nobody see you about it. Like you talking through a screen to the other person, there's no there's no real consequences to any anything that you might say. You can always, if it ever did come down to that, you kind of run behind what it was you were saying. Think about what happened uh, when the, when the, when the blouses was gonna get at them. <laughs> he was he was about to run. Joe looked like he was ready to square up. Yeah, academics was was, was shook. Nah, hey, that's where I, that's where the lameness comes in. It's like because a certain type of dude that has a certain type of body language, like some of the stuff he says is accurate. Some of the stuff he says is just just straight up stupid. Like when LL had to check him when he was talking about the older cats, a Dusty, the older rappers, right? And it was like you really don't get. It. First of all, they're not Dusty. <laughs> Second of all, e even if they were, it's like him making that statement shows not just how little he knows about hip hop culture, but how little he knows about life, period. You know what I mean? Um, you know, to say that like the, 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 the creators, you know, of the culture and the architects of it don't matter because they're not making as much money as the current cast. It's like, dude, you you have no understanding of like how this started, what it was when it started, what it wasn't when it started, like like how behind 
you know, the eight ball we were, you know, as a people when it came to just music business, period. And and that's 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 the case in every genre. It's not just hip hop because it, it happened to rock artists and it happened to jazz artists. Too. You know, the people who created the art form just did not make as much money as the people who came behind them and were able to build on top of the foundation that they had already laid. But that's with everything. That's right. like that's like going back in time to some slaves and being like, y'all y'all didn't create gospel because y'all don't got as much money as Kirk Franklin. It's like, no, they very much created gospel. You know? it just wasn't it wasn't able to be monetized at the time. Like the very thing that is allowing you to eat right now was built off the sweat equity of these so-called dusty dusty rappers that you're talking about. That that pissed me off more than it should have, to be honest with you. Uh, so I, know it, I think it, I think it pissed you off at the proper amount. Cause like, why would you even say that? Then and then and then a double down on his like, well I don't even I don't even f with them anyway. I'll f with the old rappers anyway, so I don't even care if they mad at me. You know, it's like, see that's the type of incendiary statements that it gets you hurt. If you if you say that type of stuff in front of somebody, because LL is he's documented on putting hands on people. Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox got them hands. Whoever broke into his house got them hands. <laughs> well, well, LL LL laid out a very I, I felt eloquent response yeah. to his comment, like laying out like the reasons why and you know how the industry was built and not built back when the hip-hop pioneers were, were first doing their thing and like dude just needs to shut up for a second and just listen like exactly he responded to russell simmons snapping on russell simmons what did russell simmons say oh russell simmons eviscerated him basically he was like you don't know what you're talking about you know you need to think about you know who have you helped who have you made rich uh, and then he started recounting some of the older, you know, pioneers. And then he just was saying that, you know, he, you have to watch the video. He was clowning. It was like a really, you know, he all a yoga yogi or whatever they call it. So, but he was he was low key eating him up mm-hmm. and just saying, you know, calling him basically a clown. And, and you talking too much and you need to pay attention and so on and so forth in the way that he talks. But it was real mild manner. But then academics got back and started uh, calling him all kind of, you know, you a rapist, you a sucker, you this, you that. You know, you're talking crazy to Rus- about Russell Simmons. Mm. Right, of all people. And once again, that's the problem with talking through that screen. People right. can tough through the screen, but like face to face, you know, good and well he wouldn't call LL Dusty. Like, you know, good and well he's not saying that. And that's where that's what the lame is, is is that's where the lameness comes from. It's like that screen is the proverbial hold me back. Sure. You know, people talk crazy when it's somebody in front of them. You yeah, know, he'll he'll, he'll he, he's not shoulder, you know, it's like come on. He's not moving in spaces like where where these types of people were will be even be able to get at him. Like he's just not He's not even moving in those type of spaces. He is, as the kids say, not not outside like that, you know. But um, I think I think he's just kind of. Um, I think people like DJ Academics. There, there are punishment for not making sure hip hop is in the right place and making sure that like the 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 next generation afterwards is 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 properly put on game and educated on what came before like i don't think he's a symptom of it i think he's our punishment for for not doing what you know 
whatever it was we were supposed to do because i'm sure there are plenty of cats who think just like them in fact i know there are um yeah but i don't want to crap on the younger generation because there are people in the younger generation who are you know doing their research and, and appreciating like artists that are older you know and came along before they were born like they're most definitely kids out there doing that um like like jason's cousin i was talking about on the other show who went to the uh concert with us Oh, yeah. um so they they are out there um but yeah it's 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 also symptomatic of the fact that everything is on the internet now like there are no mm-hmm. there are no there, there are books on hip-hop but nobody's reading you know we used to be able to read the source of blaze a double xl or whatever and 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 read about different things and read about the creative process you know instead of just being you know entertained by whoever they're beefing with we used to be able to read and peer into the end of the, the the creative process of what artists were doing and now like all those magazines don't exist no more yeah right. yeah you know, i do respect voice i do respect drink champs though that they that is celebratory now some stuff comes out because you know the history of a person so there will be some things that certain beefs or whatever that's talked about that could possibly um bring up stuff from, to the other person that makes them want to talk about it bring it back up but um some of that stuff is very enlightening and it's all done in a very what's the word i'm looking for playful way because nori is nori is barely ever serious he just <laughs> he just want to clap you know he want to do uh ovations and and, and and give people their flowers and, and and big up people that's basically all he does and i actually like i like the drink chefs I've, I've learned a lot from a lot of different artists like that b2k interview was very was very interesting yeah that was, that was actually good yeah yeah that was actually a good interview but like but yeah, we, we need more like that, more 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 outlets like that, and, and more shows like that. Even even Math Hoffa's little barbershop uh, show, I think is is a good one. Yeah, it's um, nice, it's dope. So you know, I would just like to see more of that and less of the Adam Twenty Two and you know DJ Academics and Vlad TVs. I think with Vlad, I, I think there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube with with Vlad, but. The other two, you can de- definitely get them out of here, you know. And and who knows, man? Maybe maybe these these latest comments might be the catalyst for that, and people just being like, okay, we need to get some other voices weighing in here on the culture. Because like I used to watch him when he was on Complex with um, not not who was the guy after Joe Button left? Was it was it Wayno? Ah, uh, you got me. Okay, I think it was Wayno, but like they were talking about like I think it was Griselda and like he didn't know who they were. He hadn't heard none of their music, none of their albums. And I was just thinking to myself, like, dang, this dude really don't really know the culture like that. Like if he doesn't That's know anything crazy. about Griselda, you That's know. But uh, but I remember thinking then like that was around the time I decided to do a podcast because I'm like, man, if people like him can have a voice, like I can definitely do do this and tap into other people who who know the music too. What's up, Reggie? What's going on, fellas? 
Yes, no, Reggie, man, anything you want to say on the DJ Academics comments on the hip hop pioneers being dust before we move on to the next? Um, I, th- I just think he trolling, man. Like, I don't, I don't think, I, I just think he trolling. I mean, I think, I mean, he's been called a clown a hundred times already. And I mean, he just really at this point, he asking to get like whooped up real quick like <laughs> i mean that's what is that's what it's basically gonna boil down to because some of these old heads already don't have the patience to be you know what i'm saying like not being uh what's the word like looked at as a pioneer or you know they be feeling some type of way when people don't respect the the, the culture or the or the past so it's just a matter of time for somebody come press them man and i'm all for it i'm i really am man <laughs> That's, he just described method, man. Because 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 you know he been on Chicago list for a minute. Like he won't come oh, here. He won't. Right. He stop interviewing or stop talking about artists from here. Like he don't want no smoke. And I just think it's just it's it's time for somebody to come holler. Yeah, yeah. He he he, he asking for it. It's gonna get to a point where he can't go nowhere. He gonna have to stay in his room on that on that uh, computer chair. In <laughs> you know. his gaming chair, yeah, his gaming chair ain't gonna have nowhere to go. Man, so, but man. but before we move on, I do want to say give a shout out to to a million dollars worth of game because they they in the same um, they in the same category to me as uh, drink champs with the uh, with the insightfulness that they have and the respect that they have for for the hip hop culture. So, yeah, they're they're another good one. Again, there, there's a connection there, right? Gilly exactly. was, was in the game. Norby was in the game. There's a respect for the people that they're speaking to and a respect of the culture in general. And it's it's like I'm here for the tomfoolery. You know what I mean? I'm like, it's, it's supposed to be fun. So if there are jokes to be made, and you know, we can laugh at things like uh, like a DJ Academics with just, just stuff that's happening. Like you can have comments on that and enjoy the culture, but it's it's... The, the vulturing man has got to stop and I just yeah. I don't see a world where that's going to happen because those are the most profitable voices Not are the most. people who have no real connection love or respect for this thing that they're profiting off of yeah the vultures need to go the peers can stay because Nori they talk to each other as peers and also uh I'm forgetting dude's name uh Gilly the Kid yeah, yeah Gilly the Kid they're like it's just like they just they're peers because they all were in the game. So right. It's just respect on both sides. I think uh I think Mav Hoffa gonna pass both of them up though. I mentioned him. I mentioned it's, him. It, I, it, it, it's potential because I, I like I like the way he I like the structure because he is just more serious. He 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 asks very he has more serious questions. So I guess I think in, on, yeah. I think on Apple he ranked number five now. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yeah, they was um matter of fact, they was uh just interviewing somebody and he was like, Yeah, we, we just got ranked number five. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I mean he been moving up the ranks quick, but it's because of who he been interviewing and he been letting them talk. Yeah, right. So it's, he been getting a lot of good content. I mean, I don't know if y'all checked out uh, uh Clark Kent, but it's 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 definitely worth looking at and that then, was um, a good one. That was a good one. And um uh, to do Young Bird is a good one. Believe me, yeah, yeah, that will be interesting. It's it's, it's good because he he tell his whole life story, which is like crazy. 
and then you kind of understand why he is who he is but uh he's not holding back no no stories and he's talking about it all so it's 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 dope mm. indeed indeed all right man so I, I read off the questions uh uh a little bit back was there what what was the next topic y'all wanted to dive into i got one go ahead and i'm gonna surprise the songs by Kanye. Mm. <laughs> I did not expect that from you. <laughs> yeah, I got a list. Okay, all right, let's get into it. I so, have more. Whittle it down. Let's get into it. So, uh, I thought this was an interesting one. What What were you all's top five favorite Kanye West produced tracks that do not appear on any of Kanye West's actual albums? So, Jason, since you brought it up, I'll let you go ahead and take it. Okay, so, you know, I'm a notorious, as they say, hater. I don't like Kanye music for the most part, but I don't like his albums. He has made some beats that I like. I ain't a big fan of his, but he does have a couple that I like. So these are my five. Uh, Brown Sugar with Most Def. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of forget he even made that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like uh, Get By. I've always liked Get By because I like how he chopped that uh, Nina Simone. Uh, Black Maybe by Common. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did do that. Yeah. Uh, the Food by Common. That's a uh, fire one. I got uh, Lucifer by Jay Z. Mmm. And in the that movie. was on my list, Jason, but I scratched it <laughs> off for another one. I got uh, In The Mood by Talia Kwame. Kwame, yeah, yeah. So You like In The Mood, okay. Five, some of my five tracks by him that he's produced that I like, that's not on his own album. Okay, this is a special occasion. The, the hater the hater shows some love to Kanye. That's- yeah, you know, I saw that. I said, let me go ahead. He got enough problems in his life without my minimal, no count voice time and it <laughs> don't dirt on him. All right, all right. I like that list too. Um, yeah, I had Lucifer on my list, but I scratched it off for another one. I, I I redid my list like three times. Um, all right, who wants to take it next? Name if their their favorite five Kanye West produced tracks on other people's albums. Shout I go. I go. Um. Man, this was this was tough to, to whittle down, and uh, so I didn't. I left my my list long just in case <laughs> some other ones came up, and they did. Jason had a couple of mine, so I, I won't use those. Um, I'm gonna go with Sunshine by Most Def. That's a fire one. Gorilla Monsoon rap, Quali Thought and Feral Munch. Mm, okay, okay. Um, I forgot he did that one. Yeah. Lil' Kim came back for you. I don't even remember that one. Yeah, it's a, um, what album was that on? Like her third album, I think. Um, Santeria, Pusha T. That's a good one. And, and, was that four? That is, you had Mo, you had Sunshine, you had Gorilla Monsoon Rap. What was the other one? Yo, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna switch the little camera. I'm gonna go with the the ludicrous and Trina. Be all right. Pass it on. 
I went bang. Uh, Santeria and this was tough. I don't know which one I want to go for the last one. Let's go with Never Change. Mm, I forgot about Never Change. Ooh, yeah. I forgot Never about that change. one. Man, I, I really should have thought mine out a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Never Change. All right, I'm gonna mention mine. Like, I had Scarface. Hey, Ian, Ian, before you go, yeah. hold on. <laughs> it ain't that hard, man. This dude ain't got that many songs. That uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> here we go. Long. Hey, you he tried. You did try. You gave it a try. Yeah. Y'all make it like you got an infinite list. I got a total different list than everything y'all made. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me mention mine real quick. I had Scarface's Guess Who's Back, but I actually scratched that off. Um, <laughs> all right, so I got, I got Cameron's Down and Out. Mm-hmm. I got Slum Village Selfish. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I got Nah still dreaming. Yeah. That is a forgotten gem, man. Like, and that's man, still the tracks like still dreaming. I thought that's what I was gonna get with Nasir, and we, you know, I didn't get that. I still liked what I got with Nasir, unlike you know, most other people. But man, if we could have got like stuff at, at the quality of still dreaming, man, that would have been a classic. Um, I too have I most deaths. No, that's that's who, who's on Steel Dreaming. I think it's just Nas and Kanye. Yeah, okay, I'll look it up. I can't remember. It's like not yeah, it's Nas and Kanye. I too have most Def Sunshine, but then I also have Pusha T. The games we play. That blues guitar sample he used is just like, man, it's just the epitome of just funk and blues and just down south rhythm and blues goodness. And it's like. He flipped it in a way that just made it so, so, so modern and, and worthy to, to rap over, man. And it's just like, it's just pure, unadulterated, just soul, you know, the games we play. And then honorable, my honorable mention, I got anything from the Abstract Mind State album. It's, it's tons of good tracks on there. Expository mode, uh, A Wise Tale what else uh social media um, you could just pick any one of those for for honorable mention but yeah those are my tracks down and out by cameron selfish by slum village still dreaming by nas sunshine by most death and the games we play by Pusha t but reggie man i'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear your list now uh i got uh I got Keisha Cole, Kanye West. I changed my mind. <laughs> hey, that's all fire. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I was just waiting for somebody to come out with that or some of the Madonna songs. That song is cold, though. I don't care what nobody say. That beat is hard. You right about that, Reg. Uh, I, I would have to go back and revisit it. It's, it's not ringing any bells for me right now. Uh, Alicia Keys, You Don't Know My Name. Oh, you do nice, too. That's another one. <laughs> Song of Fire, dude. I, no, it is. I don't know. I, I forgot he did that. Versatility, man. <laughs> uh, I like, I like y'all. Everybody mentioned Tyler Quali. I like Get Back. Nobody mentioned that. I did. Jason did. Oh, okay. I didn't hear. I didn't hear you say just Get Back. Um, I mean, I could, I can mean, I could list a hundred Jay Z, but I, I do Takeover. 
Mm. Everybody, nobody mentioned Nas is, uh, what is that song by Nas that he did? Uh, is it called Pop or something? What album was it from? I think it, called, it was called Papa Was a Player. Oh, from the Purple Tape. From, I'm yeah, not, not, not Lost the Tapes. The Lost Tapes. Yeah. Um, and then I like, I mean, I could just throw out if you don't, I mean, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's fine. But I mean, that was just kind of like off the top of the head. But I mean, I mean, like you said, Jason, I, I don't see how you don't like tracks that he do. He produced, man. That dude is a genius, man. <laughs> I don't I'm, care what right, let, me, let me say, okay, so let me clarify. I'm not hating on that man just to be hating on that man. I'm not saying I, 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 just to be I do like some of his stuff, but my reasoning behind my issue with Kanye's tracks is that now I give him all the credit. If he makes something I like, I like it. My issue is that he he makes it like like everybody be throwing all this you a genius, you this, you this, you that. He don't dig deep for samples at all. I give right. him credit for flipping the ones that he do find and use, but his his digging ain't deep. It ain't like something crazy deep it's like yeah i got that record he flip another song yeah i got that record but you know he just he just he just flip them and then he loop them and then throw his look how he want to decide to do his drums or or get his keyboard players and stuff and add it onto it and then just layer layer the mess out of them i i I get where i get where jason is coming from like jason i i agree with you but sometimes the simplicity of it makes it genius oh yeah oh yeah because because i get to a point i'm with you in in the turn i'm with you in the sense though it's like why did nobody else think of this right so it's sometimes he like the tracks that i like by him yeah. They're all really simple. Oh wow, that's what he took. Oh, I like the way he did that, or something that you know. Yeah, you do have it like like that that uh, Brown Sugar. That's a Norman Connor song. I've mm-hmm. heard that song three million times, and I wouldn't have thought to chop it like he did. Yeah. Uh, so you. Know, so what art? What what producer doesn't do that? Like they just do it in their own style. No, no. I mean, you got uh-huh. you got plenty of producers that. You, they, that you take gotta, just a, you gotta, a, a small sample and yeah, something out of nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, mean, I, I get that, but that's that's what they wanted to do. I mean, it's like well, I it just take the like you 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 award you 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 reward that more than what Kanye does. I, I, I it's just it. it's an artistry to it. I'm just saying I did it's, correct my chop beats and do all it too, but I'm just saying it's an artistry to digging and knowing your your music and stuff like that, and I'm just saying. So it's like, it's like you know, if I if I compared it to basketball, and and, and you got somebody that's that's balling out and working hard and putting the work in and doing what they got to do versus somebody just being lazy and they shots just hit. You know what I'm saying? Like look, okay, the difference so LeBron and Steph Curry. No, I I kind of <laughs> I understand what you're saying. But okay, so at the same time though, is it is it a lack of digging or is it a situation where it's like, man, I've I've always wanted to sample these. No, it's just it's a lack of. Uh, I'm saying because like, at some point, sometimes it's a point where it's like, man, I love these songs. I'm going to sample these, and this is what people choosing versus 
some of the stuff like I mean like Kanye, I mean like come and go. Again, it's a simple loop and you know what I'm saying, a sample that everybody probably heard before, but Kanye songs to me, and I'm like, I don't understand why I'm the only one that hear that. He I, I don't, I don't. I, I get what you're saying about about what what I think I hear you're saying is like there's a little bit of a lack of imagination in the way he samples. But I don't. I, I would never. I don't disagree with the notion that he overproduces like that. He does not do. Maybe I now think- the stuff he's putting out now he might be, but like. The prime stuff that we're talking about. The, 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 nah, cause like, like, okay, if he want to do his drums, like he want to do his drums, I have no problem with that. If that's your style, that's how you want your stuff to sound. That's fine. But I'm saying, when you trying to get somebody to rap over, he taking like, um, like for instance, he used to put all on congas in his songs. It's like, dudes, you doing? It's like every every couple seconds, it's like a million and one congas in the song. Or, or he started getting people to to play all of these um uh I forgot what they call them now so I'm tipping my tongue but they they be playing a keyboard uh, on the keyboard uh, um not a vibe but uh a pad these pad sounds he adds into his songs now and it's like he'll find something minuscule chop it and do what he's gonna do to it but then he starts layering stuff now I mean it's subjective because it's art but that's just my personal issue with him. The the songs that, that's the dopest from him, and when he just he do a, a beat and chop his samples and, ch- and and chop it up and let it go. That's it. Kind of like uh, uh, the games we play. <laughs> <laughs> so I I got a couple more that weren't mentioned. Go ahead, Vince. Um, I just got two. Um, because you guys named the other ones, but uh. Estelle, American Boy. I love that song. Oh, he did do that. That's a good one. That's I good love that song. And Monica, Knock Knock. Knock Knock. Yeah, that one bang. That's that, that. that's the joint right there. You I don't remember that? He produced the cool too. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really love the cool like that though. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good catch, Vince. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, I'm going to go back to that Keisha Cole track you, you talked about, Reggie, because that was not ringing a bell for me. What's it called again? Uh, I changed my mind. I think, that sounds, I think that's the, name, the actual name of it. Okay. The sample okay. is I Don't Love Him No More. That's what you hear in the background the whole time. But I think it's called I, I Change. I know what track you're talking about uh, now. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like stadium music. And it's just a loop, but it's how it's sampled. Like, Okay. All right. All right, we got some good ones, man. We definitely got some good ones. All right, so next up, what y'all want to discuss next? Y'all want to get into, is your top five albums a lock yet? Do you want to get into, you want to sound off on any album face-offs you haven't seen come up yet? Do you want to sound off on, uh, what else we got? Um, Albums you love, everyone else hates, and vice versa. Lyricists of the year? Oh, lyricists of the year. All right, so... The question being, who is your pick for lyricist of the year so far? We've had a lot of good albums drop this year, and uh, and even albums from artists that, or, or I should I should say, like not so good albums, uh, albums that didn't make a huge impact, but they were put together by some really dope lyricists like Ransom and and, and Cy R. B. and and you know Elzai. 
but I give the floor to you all. Do you all have a front runner for lyricist of the year of 2022 so far? I'm going with Sire the Kid. Really? That's not a bad choice. I, I don't I don't mean to sound incredulous. I just I didn't know his album was so impactful for for so many on, on the on the pod. Like Yeah, that 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 album was crazy. And I just listened to his most recent track, Rico. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about this trend of um, you know, new rappers getting caught up in these in these cases because of social media and all that. But it's, it's, it's from the, you know, a street dude's perspective. And just being older, too, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's called Rico. Um, it's, it's a new track. Yeah. Well, it's actually, what is what is Rico stand for? Racketeering, mm-hmm. influence, and uh, it's, it's spelled out whatever, whatever it stands for. What is it? There you go, criminal organization. Okay, so you, you, you got Sayari front running. Not a bad choice. I just... When, when I listen to the dude, like I'm getting beat bars from, no doubt. It's just he's he's so somber, you know, and so rooted yeah. in reality. He could be a bit of a downer for me. For um, sure. I'm more of a, I gravitate more toward punchlines than anything. But he ain't a bad. He is not a bad choice. But I, I give it up to the rest of y'all. Well, uh, let me. Can I just say Coast Contra and end it or? No, I'm, I'm, crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm loving Coast Country, man. It's so impressive. But I, I mean, I just got a lot of names that pop up for me. Black Thought is always going to be there. If he ever drops something, he's always going to be Indeed. there. Um, Lupe Fiasco's last album was just crazy. Um, yes, it was. It's not lyric, about the lyricism it. was just crazy. So I throw him in there. Coast Country, of course. He said, Sai, Sai Ari. But you know, I would say there's always going to be uh, Benny, the Butcher, and Conway. If they drop anything, they always going to be mentioned. But I mean, you, you know, I can't say flip a coin with any of them. But like those are the ones that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, what I'm saying, of course, I think. I mean, like a lot of people would would suspect uh, like Kendrick would to get it, but. Um, Kendrick's actually going, not one of my front runners. I'm still going with my, I'm still going with somebody on my top five albums, and that's uh, I'm going with Pusher for album. I mean for uh, lyrics idea. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> push, push is not a bad choice either. Um, yeah, he, he's he's like I said before, it's like he's he's chiseling away. And Marvel, you know, he he's always been dope, but you know, as of lately, he's just kind of fine tuning himself like a like a like a machine or something. But um, and and he can go over a lot of different diverse production too. That's the other thing I like about Push. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have one particular mode or beat or speed that he has to rap over. He he just he can he can rap over whatever. What about you, Jason? Dude, I don't have no choices on this one because other than Coast Contra, everybody sounding the same to me. You wouldn't put Black Thought in the in the conversation. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Are you talking? To, but I'm just saying. But the the people that I would choose are the people that I always would normally choose. Right. You say it's just it hasn't been anybody that like that just knocked my head off my shoulders this year, and that's just me. 
except Coast Contra, where I was like, oh, snap. Yeah, they were breath of fresh air, man. Yeah. I mean, I expect I expect what I expect from Black Thought. I know I'm a kid. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. It's like, that's, that's why I didn't choose it. Something, yeah. something a little new, you know. I know exactly what you mean. It's like, okay, so Black Thought, this is the question I would ask for everybody. Does Black Thought still impress you with his lyricism? Or, yes. or, or, or <laughs> is, it, is it, oh no, I'm saying, I'm not, I mean, of course, but I mean, like, is it more like a, because to me, there's a little bit of, like, it has to be that, or it's gonna be like, what happened? Well, yeah. the thing, the thing with Black Thought is that he's been so underrated for so long, and fortunately for him, he's gotten better with time. And it's like you, you typically it's the reverse. Typically, artists start out hot, and then they get worse over time. And yeah. like you could point Uh-oh. at some of his peers as evidence of that. You could point at his peers like Talib Kweli, like Common, like Most Def, and be like, you know what? He's he's outlasted all these dudes and he's leapfrogged them in terms of like just skill level as well. And Ow, I I don't know. I, I disagree yeah. with you, man. What? I Wait, you you're, you're saying thought, you're saying that the MCs I mentioned can currently outwrap Black Thought? No, 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 no. I'm saying that he was that, whack to begin with. I, I think I, I I think I know where yeah. you're going with this. Yeah, man. Listen. I've been screaming, I've been screaming Black Thought since since '94, man. Agreed, agreed. Listen, he he I, been dope. It's just he he's just now getting the the crit- oh, not critical listen. acclaim, but like the wire acclaim. Listen, I've said it before on this show, man. It's not so much black thought as it is him on produced tracks yeah 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 yeah. dude i'm trying to tell y'all man that acoustic only goes so far man but when he get on somebody else's produced track it is undeniable heat i agree with you reggie but but you 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 cannot you also cannot deny the fact that he has gotten better with time well, yeah, it's that. Well, it's well, 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 that's what I'm saying. No, yo, the produced tracks push you to a different degree. It's only so much you can give over acoustics. Like, it's just what it is. What it is. It pushes you to do more with your lyrics. To to talk about different things. It puts you in a different mindset. Like, that's the produced beats. That's true. You know what? I, I got somebody that whether it be premiere, whether it be premiere or. Danger Mouse or whoever who was, I think it was somebody else in between them. He 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 goes nuts. Sly Remy. It's a fact. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like I think if he was still rapping over like a an acoustic accompaniment, he would still be giving us fire. But because he's giving it to us, like you said, over actual more traditionally sounding rap beats, it's making them stand out a little more. But like. You cannot deny the fact that, like, skill-wise, he has gotten better with time. Like, Black Thought at 51 is better than Black Thought at 24. He just is. He just is. No, that, that's true. But then, but but after a while, you got to give Charles Barkley the MVP. If 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 you if you go along my line of thinking, like, Jordan should always technically get MVP. But like, when somebody else. Had did something impressive. They like they gave it to Charles Barkley. So it's like it's other people that were that did some impressive things. Cause Black Thought is always gonna be like. I think Black 
thought is always going to outwrap anyone. But the lyricist of the year is going to be some people that impressed you with, with that, like something that, like Coast Country came out of nowhere. Black Thought, that's obvious. Everybody's, you know, he might not even be thought about because he's 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 Black Thought. But then somebody new comes in that's that impressive and that keeps impressing you. That they leave an impression for you in that year. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's that's how I look at it. Well, well, the the thing, the thing, the reason I would give thought the nod, he's surprise, surprise, he's my my front runner. But the reason I would give him the nod over, say, like a Coast Contra or uh, a Cy Ariadne kid, there's no wasted bars with him. And and I'm not saying that to say people like Cy Ariadne waste their bars, but like there's there's definitely verses where it's like. You can kind of tell, like, okay, he phoned in a couple of a couple of lines here and there, but with yeah. Black Thought, it's no. Oh no, it's, it's yeah. Hey, I don't think Coast Contra is. I think they, I think they giving you something every bar too, but uh, they, they try, they try to, they try to, but but they don't, they just not at that level yet. Like, I like they're there. still young. They don't have the, the breadth of experience just yet to to yeah. have you know a wide range of topics, but they yeah. they'll be there like. They they got it. Oh, they definitely got it, man. I just can't imagine going to one of their shows. It's probably so hype, man. Oh, it is. They they was just in in Chicago not too long ago. I sent uh, I sent. Oh no, you, you couldn't see it. So I sent it to Ian the the footage from it. They was they was wilding. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But thought, man. I mean, like e- even when the even when the track is subdued, like. You know, Aquamarine, like he he still gives you something to to really chew on. You know, like oh yeah, the biology teacher said we used to be amoebas. The neighborhood preacher said we emerged from the ether. We converged from Eureka and struck gold. Eureka, the morning starts to reek. I was born to be a teacher. Where the scorpion or the frog, the nature of the creature is to evolve. Though it's a savage beast, we truly are. My words should be studied up in Berkeley and Juilliard, like. It's no wasted bars, man. It's no wasted bars. I, I too have to give recognize Lupe. I think Lupe deserves to be in a conversation. Like I was texting with my, my my guy the other day, and he was talking about the difference between Lupe and Black Thought, and he was like, Black Thought is more of a sprinter, whereas Lupe is more of a long distance runner. Which I I I I got what he was saying. Yeah, you know, Lupe, Lupe it's about like the journey and the start of the finish from like the beginning of his album to the end of it whereas like with black thought he's just he's just coming in bar heavy right away and like you know lupe is very good at building a mood with his lyricism too so i mean listen to the track miss mural you know and that'll that'll spell it out but y'all y'all are so disrespectful i can't believe nobody's mentioned your old drew Y'all are so disrespectful. <laughs> hey, hey, I was gonna say rapper Big Pooh. Big Big Pooh has definitely gotten better. He he, 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 he and not that he the lyricist of the year. He just like the most improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's right. an award for that too, but it ain't it ain't he ain't MVP. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, your old true. I, I like him because he's very punchline heavy. He's a clear disciple of MF Doom. He's dropped three EPs this year, you know, of varying quality, but like the bar work is always together with him. You know, 
and you know he's got clever rhymes he he said um he was rapping he said they try to live the life expressed in their rhymes then they go on vlad tv and confess to the crimes these artists buy weapons just for design guns are fashion accessories y'all can say they dress to the nines left my past transgressions behind i'm keeping it clandestine while my clan destined to shine i get paid like mj when i'm floating over sonics class clown like george carlin on vinyl you lose like george carl in the finals in nine six you could be the best they still gonna underrate you but you don't gotta worry about getting your flowers when you're one with nature like come on man that what they say is not valid darling props ain't always good word to alec baldwin man what, what y'all know about that man <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I got more hey. hits on the mic than Dave Chappelle leg. I'm not a boom bap apologist. I'm an anthropologist. My album checks more boxes than gynecologists. What y'all, what y'all, what y'all know about your old Drew, man? You chose Black Thought. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> you give him the nod. I mean, he's I mean, dope, man. He's dope. dope. I know. Terrible, I know he's not terrible the, rap name, but he's he's dope. I know he's not the sexy choice, but he's dope, man. If if you like punchlines, you should like your old Drew. Like fair. Album checks more boxes than gynecologists. That is definitely a white rapper line. One hundred percent. I'm surprised nobody mentioned Ransom or or JID. Um, dope projects. I don't think I would have chosen either of them as lyricists of the year. Um, yeah, me neither. No, I mean, it's it's a lot of people you can mention because this one thing I have appreciated is that there are a lot of people that are really focused on their writing. Yeah, like, niggas can rap now. Yeah, they, they really putting it in. like Because what's happening is they're creating their own, their own lane because of it. Uh, right. And they don't have to. They don't have to be. They don't have to, to yo Gotti their way through it, you know. They actually write it and they, they care about it. And there's enough of an appetite for lyrics that I think, you know, a person can support their career on it where you don't you don't have the, the same gatekeepers of radio that we used to, which has been a double edged sword for sure. But I, I think, man, maybe the last five or six years, we're starting to see a little more balance. Like your 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 mega stars are always going to be the artists with you know less less meaty lyrics just because that's what's going to appeal to the masses but mm-hmm. you you have enough um people can can get enough success and build enough of a buzz and and you know sustain a career through real artistry and you have an opportunity to to, to see that sometimes you got to search for it but you know hip-hop is as as good and diverse as it has been for a while indeed indeed i, I would say like since 2016 it's it's been in a good place you know yeah yeah. um it's funny we talked about the blog era last show it was like once we kind of got out the blog era it was you know the cream kind of had floated to the top at that point you know and and it became evident who was going to be the real uh movers and shakers you know um because around that time we got you know 2014 forest hills drive we got to pimp a butterfly we got you know before the money by joey b it's like it was it was a lot of good seminal projects that were that were dropping by by the, by the new wave of artists that uh had come along yeah yeah 
All right. Um, let's see what else we got. I'll go ahead and throw this one out. Is y'all's top five hip hop albums for the year a lock already? Nah, cause I don't know what's coming, man. You can get five albums that, that blow them out the water. It's too, That's it's too. Fact. For me, it's too early to try to lock it's up too anything. Early. I agree. Yeah. Hey, I do have a question though. Go ahead. Because we're talking about top five albums, and one of my still hasn't changed. I, I don't know, and I'm pretty sure Jason hasn't even heard of it. But I would like to know his thoughts on the production of uh, Vinyl Days. Did we lose? Him? I don't know if he. Oh, he lost. Yeah, he he off. He off. Maybe I had to ask him uh, outside of that, but I just want to know what's, what's his thoughts on production on Vinyl Days. I'm actually curious, too, as to what he would think about that album, too, because, like, I thought the production on there was was super solid. Like, um, yeah, I mean, I know he's hard on production. I mean, he's hard on everything. <laughs> I mean, right, you know, right. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like a, a, a picky eater. You know what I mean? Like, he just can't be pleased. Like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the album to choose, though, because it's logic. And I agree, but but a lot of people thought that until they listened to it. Yeah, I yeah. thought that until I listened and to it. it like, was like the production like, alone will push it into my, my top ten. Completely yeah. was shocked by hearing it. I mean, myself included. Like, I listened to it in, in terms of like I'm just gonna give it a shot because you know I've listened to a lot of his other projects. But had no idea I was going to get what I got out of it. You know what I'm saying? So you right though, Reg. It was it was it was dope through and through. But I my I I have to admit, I I listen to logic with a certain mindset that kind of makes me end up not liking it as much as I should if I was just open minded. But I be wait I just be waiting for him to do that logic stuff that he does. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And when he does it, it's like, here we go. Like when he does those odd those odd bar verses, like I don't understand why you would have a 17 or 19 bar verse. Like I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Like, why would you do that? And then he does this thing where it's like He's trying to prove that he can do every type of rap. So it's like, you know what? Let me just let me just rap fast on this at this part. And then he just starts rapping fast. And then it's like, well, you ain't even need to do that. And yeah, then it's, it's like we we know you're telling efficient at rapping logic. That just say something with some meaning now. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he just uh, and then he'll stop the bar. At, 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 at an odd, odd bar and then the, then the hook just starts and it's like what is why is this happening and it just throws it all off of him but that's, that's, yeah. that's why he'll never be in a conversation for lyricists of the year because right. like we talked about rappers who don't waste bars like you know like Black Thought like Sayari like Lupe like that's that's kind of what is missing from Logic it's like you know he's really good at putting words together that rhyme but he's not always necessarily saying something that's going to stick and, with him and and i also think he's he's still like trying to prove yes that he belongs as opposed to just just rap nigga just rap yeah, because, yeah, yeah that's what you trying to prove something if you listen to his earlier mixtapes when people was thinking like oh this dude gonna be something it got him to deal at dev jam it's not the same person as you have now more so now is like he's trying to hone in on some type of skill set 
but you don't have to do that at this point. Like you have a fan base, you have a following, you know what I'm saying? Which, which is why you dug in the crates as you did and called this album vinyl days because you produced it and like you had the time to do that. So I just think if he actually took the time and just rhymed, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have those issues that you have with him. But I agree, you know what I'm saying? But the project is still what it is. Jason, we got you back. Have you heard Logic's Vinyl Days album? <laughs> no, I have not. Okay, okay. I thought, okay, he, only, I thought he retired. Right. No, I don't, the, the only reason why I, I wanted to get your opinion of it is because of the production of it. I mean, I'm like... Gonna, uh, I'm going to listen to it now. It's, 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 it's phenomenal in terms of production-wise. And um, he got uh, help from like great in terms of like, I guess like honing in on certain skills. Um, I, I think you would Rizzo's like it. on That's there, Royce the Five Nine is on there. Yeah, I think um, you would like it though. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I think, well, I, it like this. I think you would be shocked behind it. I like that. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you're gonna be, I think you're gonna be thoroughly impressed on the actual project itself. Okay. Is it better than is it what's the uh is it better than um what's the one they was it's his best it's his best album yet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree. I like that album that uh the one with they was in outer space. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that album. I think it I think it beats that. Okay. I'm gonna check it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think you would appreciate the production on it. Like it's it's a lot of samples, it's a lot of looping, it's a lot of actual like old school boom, you know, boom bap type. Okay, like, you know, he just, he just went back to the to the essence. Okay, I'm yeah. as soon as we get off, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, check it out, check it out. Yeah, for me, my my top five actually is pretty locked in right now. You know, my my top my one through three is pretty interchangeable because. Some days I'm feeling like, you know, it's the Kendrick. Some days I'm feeling like it's Black Thoughts, Chico. Some days I'm feeling like it's the Lupe. But they they switch around and interchangeable. But my four and five is pretty much stayed the same. And that's Bodie James, Killing Nothing, and Fly Anakin, Frank. If you, if you have not heard those albums, definitely check them out. I, I, the Bodie James, it's, it's just, it's one of them albums that gets better every time I listen to it. The, the, the Fly Anakin Frank album was was also dope. Just just great lush production. I, even if they fall out of my top five, they'll still definitely be in my top ten. Um, yeah. But yeah, those those my my top five is for the most part a lock. Like I I know that Freddie Gibbs is coming out uh, later this year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I feel like there's something else I should have listened to that I have not gotten to yet, but none's ringing a bell right now. I think my top, I mean, my, I got two that's locked, but I don't, I, three is wide open. I mean, you know, three, four, and five is wide open. You said three, four, and five is, is not set? Wide open. Yeah, okay. anybody can get this work. Okay, okay. Is your one through two locked? I mean, not in no order, but I'm just saying, like, these two albums will be in the top five. That is Pusher and that is the side art. Those two will be in the top five when it is all said and done Okay, understood, understood. Yeah, I gotta go back and vi- revisit the pusher. I-, I remember liking it when it came out, but I just haven't revisited a whole lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is, 
you know, maybe I'm just getting into other stuff. And for the type of stuff that Push raps about, I feel like I'm getting that from Boldy James. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, could Boldy James rap on those beats the way that Pusha does? Like, no, no, not at all, not at all. Like, like that's the amazing thing with Push. That dude, like, like, like Bo- Boldy sounds very, very good in a certain pocket. Whereas Pusha T is clearly a more versatile rapper. It's just Bodie just makes it sound so cool, man. Like he just Yeah, he really pulls you into his world. And like I'm not saying Pusha doesn't, but like with Pusha, it's like they they, they have the same content. I just feel that Bodie's album delivers that content a little bit better than and a little bit more cohesively than it's almost dry did. But they're both phenomenal albums. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dogging the push at all. Like I could totally see how that that would be in somebody's top five. Well, we, did they do they have a um? Did they have a question about feature of the year? We had we were doing no 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 feature of the year. Not not yet anyway. Yeah, because I think that malice might have it off that uh off a of pusher that push. I forget the song, but it was definitely a nominee. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, real quick, album face-offs, man. Are there any albums that have not popped up in the album face-off yet that you want to see pop up in the album face-off? I just, mm. I just got a, I just got a. Uh, I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but I would love a trap face-off. Any particular of your album? choice? No, of your choice. It's, it's, it may come up. It may come up, uh, Reg. I. I, I you can see because that's a subgenre that I'm 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 a novice with. I might need your assistance with that because I don't want to put a classic trap album against a trap album that's just okay. You get what I I'm mean, saying? But you have you have that you have that anyway. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You have a person who thinks this is a classic, but this is that's true. It's not. So I mean, you're gonna get that regardless. But I mean, I just. I'm not, but I'm not very confident in my trap bona fides. That's what I'm I understand saying. what you're saying, but I mean, I just just in terms of like just hearing what your audience would have to say about certain albums would be interesting. And hey, we should do a we should do Ludacris, uh, Ludacris first album and Two Chains first album because <laughs> they hate each other. So yeah, we should do, we should do that. We should do Back for the First Time and Story. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> oh man yeah i i there, there's quite a few that i want that i haven't gotten a chance to put in an album face off one of which being um man i really wanted to put gangstar one of the best yet in an album face off but i don't i don't know what i would put that up against i would love to put i want to do an instrumental album face off one of the ones i did Man, I can't remember who was on this one. That I, 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 I put it this one. One of the ones I want to redo is Ghostface's Supreme Clientele versus Jay Z's Blueprint. I remember that being a really good one and feeling kind of split on that because those albums are so, you know, close to each other in terms of just quality and impact. And what else? I think you should do. A, I think you should do a, a, a like an artist versus artist. I mean, like. The same his own like, I, you you read in my mind bro that's that's yeah, like, a, like just a about common to say. versus common like but one oh. of his revered classics versus what somebody else 
claims to revere class, or like you said, like a Jay Z versus you know his blueprint versus Reasonable something else. Doubt. Like I think you should put the same artists against. That's each a other good idea. That. That was, that's yeah. what I had. I mean, in my or mind. maybe like even artists who like now you claim are have age versus you know what I'm saying. So how they? Oh, like like Nas. Yeah, like a Nas first album to like what is an album of his now, or I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about this recently. That is, I think we talked about somebody recently that was like we called them condol adult contemporary, and like they seem like they probably. Just, Probably not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, not or J Cole because when uh when uh man, I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, I would love to put Magic up against It Was Written. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like just to see the growth if there was growth. Like, well, when Jer- Jerome was on here, when he was on, he was so he was so enthusiastic about J Cole's album. Hey, we should put them up, put them up against each other. Wait, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, man, because this, this, J. Cole is a tricky one. <laughs> He's a tricky one. Like, I, I would do 2014 versus off season. I would do that. I was going to say talking about like, classics, right? I would like to, uh, I would like to maybe like. I seen this on on uh, Instagram a lot, which I feel like is like one of the dopest things ever. But like maybe as a group we can dissect a uh, a track or a project. Yeah, for that. Okay. Oh, Here like this dissect the verses. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. I'm I mean, down. I'm definitely down for that. And I mean, you know, maybe maybe it can just be a track versus the whole album. But I mean, like, take the time to actually listen to the song and see if we can find different meanings to what we thought what was what. You know, just collectively talk about it. Maybe you know. Oh, I'm definitely down for that, Red. Certainly. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that, too. I, and I already know which one I would, I would first want to dive into. I mean, like I you see. just said, uh, the dude, uh, the, uh, the dude you was talking about, how many checking boxes is the kind of cottage? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, oh, your old Drew. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, the dude who most, just what made me think about that on Instagram, he he uh, dissected Lupe's verse on Touch the Sky, and the stuff that he said on that was mind-blowing. And I'm just like, dang, I didn't even think about that. Like, So I just think that would be dope to- Oh, I, I got like a that. verse too. I think the first song should be Akinelli. <laughs> full full breakdown. I think that'd be hilarious. Full breakdown. I, I think some. What song do. are we doing though? There's, There's, only <laughs> There's only one. There's only one. I think something we could do too that that could that can take the face off segment. It's not necessarily a face off, but we can we can go over an album and decide is it really a classic or is it or isn't it you know oh you know what vince i actually have that in the in in the syllabus okay yeah like like a like a kind of like a breakdown like that yeah that's because i definitely want to revisit the the whole conversation around what's a classic and what makes a classic that's that's an evergreen topic that just never gets old with me and but yeah i would like to break that down like if if something's a classic and what makes it a classic yeah definitely but that's a good idea these are all good ideas so i really like the one about putting an artist putting two albums from the same artist against each other 
yeah yeah i really like that i did because there's there's one i immediately thought of which we've we've had these two albums and other face-offs against other artists and that would be low-end theory versus midnight marauders mm-hmm. um i think i think that's a perfect one or even a j cole one that we might have mentioned are there are there any album face-offs that you all regret missing or that you regret the the album you picked as the winner i definitely regret not being there for a song yeah i can't think of any but i don't have any regrets on on my pick i think that was one time i did switch over though based off of you all's explanation and it was like you know what i'm on your side now you know i forgot exactly (laughs) what it was but like the way you guys explained it was just like you know what I'm jumping on the other side. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm, I'm a turncoat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, 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 the one I do regret my pick on was when we did DJ Jazzy Jeff's The Magnificent versus De La Soul's Mosaic Thump. And I went with the Jazzy Jeff because it had been a long time since I had heard it. And it was such a pleasant surprise when that album first came out. But Mosaic Thump is just better. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. I I, I should have went with Mosaic Thump. It's it's just a better album, song for song, bar for bar. But you know, the Magnificent is still a very very dope album. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one I would change. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I would change. All right. So um, I wish I would have I would have been there for the the. the uh... Was it Penta versus the Schoolboy Q? Oh, I thought, oh, Piata. Piata versus Yeah, Piata. I thought sorry, you were there for that. No, nah, I wasn't. I don't believe I was. I, I don't believe I was. I could be wrong, but I, looking at some of these face-offs, I don't remember actually saying anything for it. Okay, okay. And then Which did you do, you, you did volume, you did volume one, or no, 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 maybe, okay, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was, West Side, maybe it was oh. West Side versus Bandana. West Side. Oh, it was, uh, it was Hilla Wears Herman 7 versus, yeah, versus Bandana. I thought yeah. you were on for that one. I don't know. There was, if one of them I wasn't there for. You wasn't, you weren't there for the Fly Guy versus Semi Hendrix one. That's what, right. that's I know one. I wasn't there for that one. And, uh, I don't remember being there for this, uh, Jay Z versus, uh, When Disaster Strikes. Yeah, I don't think you were there for that one either. Which one would you have picked? You know what? I mean, I listen to the Jay-Z all the time. I would have to listen to the When Disaster Strikes. It's been a while since I've listened to it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah so there was I, a lot. It of wouldn't be fair for me to just say it right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Did you get to check out the uh, the, the Fly Guy versus Semi Hendrix one? or I, I started the Semi, but I, I didn't finish it. Okay. okay. So I want to listen to that as well. Oh, but 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 I was surprised at how much I like because I don't I guess Flagger like because so many more had came out I had remember listening to that but I think it kind of got overshadowed I was thoroughly impressed by it for sure yeah yeah it's, it starts off strong man it's a, it, and it just keeps the energy going all the way throughout like I remember hearing it when it first came out too and being like, oh, I need to come back to this. And just, you know, over the course of time, you just kind of forget and you never do. And then they, they started dropping so much other material. Like I didn't really get a chance to do a deep dive again until we did the face off. And I was just like, 
this might this might be his classic in his catalog um you know i don't think it's a it's an overstatement to say that but uh real quick man we have not done this in a while i wanted to get to overrated underrated hmm. resurrect that segment real quick since i think we've had our field of mailbag questions all right man overrated underrated oxtails underrated underrated wildly expensive but underrated can't get you we gotta get them first <laughs> but man are they good i'm gonna go overrated i agree i'm gonna go man, overrated <laughs> I, I, okay. I i've had them cooked so many ways and it's like first of all there's only so much meat on an oxtail first of all and, and they are expensive maybe i haven't had it prepared right but I, I feel like i've had it prepared many different ways but i just don't see what the hype is about like i would rather eat a ribeye steak man oxtail was you gotta have it in the gravy that's why you gotta have it gravy. I had it in the gravy i've man. had it in the gravy i've had it at african fest i've had it at afro-caribbean fest i've had it from the jerk joint from several <laughs> different jerk, jerk joints around around the spot and it it's like I don't know, man. It's more bone than meat. I mean, well, get, well, you know, it's so expensive. That's the problem. But I mean, you get enough, man. Uh, <laughs> underrated, man. That that flavor is so amazing, man. Like I it mean, is. So what's what's good. the what's in the gravy, though? I mean, like, what's the best way to have it prepared? I don't know, but you know, when when you get I it, you know, one of them Jamaicans. Yeah, Jamaicans. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, maybe yeah. that's what I need. Maybe I need a, 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 a old Jamaican woman to cook it for me in some kind of way or something. But yes, indeed, don't get fired it, though. I've had it at least a half dozen different ways, and like <laughs> each, each time, I was just like, I don't see what the hype is about. Man. The meat isn't particularly tender. I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't go there with the oxtails. All right, next up, Stranger Things season four. Overrated. Overrated. I, I haven't even finished it, but it's just like. I haven't even started it yet. It's so far away from what it was at the beginning. It's like y'all just making up stuff now. Like it, it's different. I mean, not like the whole show is, of course, it's made up. But now it's like y'all just it's y'all doing way too much past what it was in the beginning. Like where did where was this dude at at the? You know what I'm saying? Like where was he at at the first the first season? Yeah, he he. You, you would have thought he would have showed up sooner but like it makes no sense like i like the slow burn of it though well i haven't I'm, I'm on episode three but it's just like i haven't been motivated to really watch it like when those other seasons i i like binge watched them like i had to watch it's like i gotta watch the next one i'm staying up later than i should because i'm just caught up in what was going on this one it's like man i'm i mean i gotta give me some sleep <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> Jason, did you say underrated? Um, I said yeah. I said I, no. I said overrated. Man, I'm gonna go underrated, man. I I, I totally dug season four. Um, wow. Hey, you know what? And, and also, what's the black dude's name on the show? His hair was bogus the entire. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they ain't, they ain't doing my man's right. They ain't got good barbers and uh. Hawkins, I mean, he, yeah. him and his family probably the only black family in town. Yeah, he was toe up. All right, next up, 
Ice Spice. Overrated or underrated? In what capacity? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's just go with rapping ability for now. I'm not sure. I haven't heard her. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go overrated, man. Like she sounds like a like a less skilled Cardi B to me. Like she just she's got that heavy Bronx accent, which is cute. You know, I like girls who kind of talk like that, but it doesn't really translate well to rap for me. How about Florilla? Overrated, underrated. I mean, Glorilla. Overrated. From what I've heard, overrated. Nah, she got a song with Cardi B that's actually kind of, kind of cool, man. She, she on her, she on her way up. She, she didn't weigh in on Ice Spice. <laughs> I don't. I haven't heard her. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Her All right. Name like, makes me believe that she got terrible lyrics. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, it, you know. Yeah, let's go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, limes, overrated or underrated? Limes? Yeah, the fruit. Oh. Is it on? Is, are you sprinkling it on tacos or what? Like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Underrated. Underrated, on, underrated if you're drinking limeade, because that is the best. Limeade is so good. Yeah, I'm gonna go, go underrated, man. Limes are, are the bee's knees, man. Yeah, it's a little more versatile than, than you give people give it credit for. Yeah, yeah. Limes should have been took the took the throne from lemons, man. Limes are the black thought <laughs> of the of the of the fruit community, man. You could you could you could you could put a lime wedge in your cocktails. You could put it in your gimlet. You can you can you can sprinkle lime juice on your guacamole and it'll keep it fresher longer. You can sprinkle limes, like you said, on your tacos. Um, sprinkle me mine. You know, and limeade tastes better than lemonade. Limes are the black thought of the fruit community, man. It, it, it ain't bad underrated. <laughs> limeade is good, but you gotta have oranges on your dock's fish, or it ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> Limes also good on fish too. I mean, I, I, that's that's on, definitely on salmon. Yeah. Not on no fish witch though. You gotta have that orange, no. that orange peel. All right. Next up, cordless earphones. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. 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 Yeah, underrated. I'm gonna go overrated because I always lose them. You talking about nigga? Nigga, you irresponsible. Talking about like AirPods or something? Yeah, yeah, like the like the ones you just stick in your ear. They, they, they don't have a cord. Oh, nah, those are underrated for me, man. I can't, I can't live without them. Mm. All right. Yeah, three, three different pair. Okay. <coughs> Next up, the She Hulk twerk. Man, that whole show is garbage. Overrated. I like oh, the show. I, I actually like the show. Yeah, I dig the show for what it is. Um, as far as the twerk. Um, I don't even know if you can even quantify it as overrated, underrated. It just shouldn't have happened. <laughs> right. Why was everybody so mad at that? Nah, just like niggas hate women in general. So everything about that show is is, is incendiary. Nah, it was just not. Nah, well, it ain't that. It ain't that for me. It's just it just looks stupid. <laughs> it, it, just, it, it, it was. A, but you're not was, mad about it. It's just it's nah, one thing to nah, critique the show. Happened, but, it's like ah. 
Well, they added an unnecessary element of buffoonery in the Marvel show. That's all. That particular it part, was, I agree. I agree. How is it was, buffoonery, though? It wasn't because what was the point of her twerking? Because she was with Meg Thee Stallion. Okay. I mean, what but how Meg is that Thee buffoonery? Stallion, what does Meg Thee Stallion have? That's like Medea being in something. Well, I mean, like yeah, some stuff. How is Megan Thee Stallion on the same level with Medea? I'm just saying, coonery and buffoonery, like. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't think stuff necessarily has to have a purpose, but like, the show is witty and comical. It's like it's it was, it's. Right, it was a fun. Let your hair down. Yeah, moment. yeah, it was one of them type of things. No, but, but I wouldn't classify it looks, as buffoonery. It just looks stupid. It was period ad, period uh. <laughs> huh. that, J- Jason I, on I, that I, uh, respectability politics. No, nah, man. I mean, I get it. You know, you add stuff in there for people to just have a little laugh, a little innocent, whatever. I'm just saying, a big giant green nine foot lady sitting there twerking. <laughs> no. Well, you not. Nah, you man. weren't really looking at her. Well, yeah, I guess at a certain point you were, but. It, the CG did it just didn't look it looked it just didn't look right, man. Like <laughs> Right. If you want to complain about something, complain about the CG. The CG just didn't look right when she the way she turned and leaned though. It just it was just like, oh this is Yeah, this shouldn't have happened. I get I, why it happened though. I applaud the effort though. One day they will get the, 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 the twerking CGI right. We're not there yet, but one day we will be. Cool. <laughs> Maybe you ever think? Do you know how they do CGI? That's just the lady who was in the suit couldn't twerk. Right. That's and all that was because they, and, they and, it, and, it, and it exponentially looked worse <laughs> in CG. <laughs> right. Hey man, I, I, I'm not hating on it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not hating on it. It's more funny than anything. I don't want to talk about that show. Was a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even know what to expect. From a show called She-Hulk, that's like that's that's not even my world. So I'm 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 a very open book with that. So it's like I want to twerk, yeah, twerk. I knock myself out. I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you. It sticks. It really sticks true to the character because I used to read the comic book, so it really yeah. holds true. Like it's really the comic book. Like so that's why I appreciate it. All right, so. Let's dive into our album Face Off for the Night, man. This was a good one. This was actually one of the album face offs we did in season one, uh, you know, before we really had our ish together. And um, I wanted to bring it back, man, for this special 200th episode. And that face off is Fantastic Volume 2 by Slum Village going up against The Listening by Little Brother. Both these albums were game changers. Um, and both these albums were from two critically acclaimed groups from back in the day who went on to be very influential when it came to independent hip hop. Um, so in one corner with the Slum Village Volume 2, this was actually their second album released June 13, 2000 on Barack Records, clocking in at 20 tracks and 75 minutes, produced uh, by Jay Dilla and one track was produced by Pete Rock. And then in the other corner, we have Little Brothers The Listening, which was their debut LP, released February 25th, 2003 on ABB Records, clocking in at 18 tracks in 65 minutes, produced entirely by Knife Wonder. So I'll give it up to you all, man, between Slum Village's Fantastic Volume 2 
and little brothers to listening which album were you riding with and why uh i go uh i'm gonna have to go with fantastic volume two um can you hear me yeah okay yeah. uh the reason being is that you know how a lot of people talk about things being a paradigm shift mm-hmm. that album literally was a paradigm shift from uh even though when it really came out it was already a little old but it just changed in my opinion how every I like it, the sound of everything that came after it it just it just changed because it kind of got rid of the uh I want to say the shiny suit music and then everything and then music wasn't grimy it was just more syncopated simpler thoughtful yet melodic music and uh man I don't even know man I still that album 20 some 20 years old I still play that album like every every other day indeed indeed I, I do not disagree with you all right, so Jason is riding with Fantastic Volume Two. Who else wants to take it? I think I already know who Reggie picking. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, so I, I mean, these are obviously two two dope projects. Um, what it came down to for me was like who got the best who got the best rappers right like I, I really like the concept of listening to the radio show and they they, they nailed that part of it but uh, Fantastic was more of a traditional hip hop album um, I realized when I listened to this like Fonte by and large is the best MC out of everybody involved right <laughs> but when I went back and listened to this, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm looking at this through a a, a, a future lens though, because Fonte had not quite reached like his apex yet. He was dope, but he wasn't like light years ahead of everybody else. And so another another observation I made that I don't think I ever made this connection before. Just at this point of their career. And this might be an unpopular opinion. Opinion. I think Dilla was better on the mic than Pooh was at that time. Um, you saying it like Dilla ain't nice? Wasn't I'm not nice. saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Dilla is a producer who rap and Pooh is a rapper. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Pooh is a rapper who raps. Like right. So, so, so for <laughs> Dilla, so for Dilla to be better than Pooh on the mic was was a shock. And I, I guess because I never listened to those albums back to back like that, I never caught that before. Oh yeah, I love that. But at the end of the day, man, like Fantastic is incredible, but it's got by ten on it, and so because of because of some of the deficiencies in in one of the projects, I gotta go with Fantastic Volume Two. Yo, like <laughs> Dilla is amazing on this. <laughs> You know, Dilla like is team. amazing on, <laughs> on, on on volume two. As I don't care what y'all say, man. I like by ten. <laughs> <laughs> you would like by ten. I don't care, man. I don't Terrible. care. I don't care. 
He can say whatever he want. I like that. By he do say whatever he want. By ten is terribly good. <laughs> you be my chick. Be my chick. You ain't gotta be my chick. Be my chick. Like, come on, be my chick. Who you with? <laughs> Talking. Yo. But it, but that knows. But see, it sounds like that when you take away Dilla the way Dilla did the beat. If exactly. You, if, if you take away the beat, yeah, it sounds crazy. But with the track, it's it's all right. I mean, it's 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 definitely Dilla, like creating a soundscape that made this album and yo some of his 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 production and his flow it just like i love the listening but it 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 can't it's not really touching fantastic listen t3 is the worst mc out of everybody on all of them albums jamil that 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 quote you just gave us that's actually what was a t3 bar you're right. You're yeah, right. He he's he's garbage out of everybody and on the whole thing. But Dilla made all of them sound right. Dilla made it tolerable. I mean, and just like even they hooks was like I don't know. Um God, that was amazing right there. Yeah. Uh Dilla's verse on Get This Money and like yeah, front to back, man. This was just just an incredible piece of work and as much as I do enjoy the listening, um, it had a couple skippable moments. And it did start to feel a little bit gimmicky after a minute, which I enjoyed at the time, but you know, with the with the advantage of having some distance from it, some of it doesn't hold up as well, especially knowing that they kind of went back to that well a few different times. So yeah, I had to go with the fantastic. But listen, that at least, I mean, Knife Wonder did the whole album on Fruity Loops, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, which is that's, that's crazy, like amazing. Like yeah, he kind of put Fruity Loops on the map, quite honestly. Yeah, Fruity and Fruity Loops is garbage. To be honest with you, I mean, some people that had little, I've tried using it. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I had a whole new level of respect for him after that. Right. You said they kept running back to that well, Jamil. You, are you talking about in terms of content? Yes. Okay. Not not lyrically, but just you know they did the radio show, then the, then the, the TV show, and then they came back on uh, May the Lord Watch. It was a similar a similar kind of setup, like a reunion telethon kind of deal. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, Vince, man, I can't wait to hear your breakdown. Well, I'm just gonna say early. Well, you already know I love Slum Village, so I'm, I will say early, fantastic. So, in my opinion, I picked the the greater of two goods because both albums are crazy good, man. Like, I don't think like you can say skippables, but also I can listen to those skippables if that makes any sense. So, um, not that there are many. Yeah, so like it's funny because the album titles really are very appropriate because that fantastic album is fantastic. And the listening, I really found myself just listening. Like now for me, as far as Little Brother, like this album, it felt like they just rapped. It felt like they literally uh, excusing the um the little skits they had in there. 
it seemed like they just wrapped the whole album, like they just stood and standing in the booth and wrapped the whole album, even the next song. Cause it just seemed like the next song just started playing and then they was rapping. And then the next song came on. Like there was no gaps in, in between them rapping or nothing. If 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 you the way the the way it was arranged. Like they were just going at it. And um I found myself just listening to them, but at the same time, I didn't really know what they were saying. Like I, I it's like I, I knew what they were saying, but it was kinda like what were they talking about in any given any given song? They were just rapping, which oh, is cool. But you, cool you, 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 you was you was you was who they was talking about. <laughs> like it's, no, no, no. It's it's funny though because, uh, well, you talking about their first song? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about uh, no, actually the last one, the last. One. Oh yeah, the last song. Yeah, no, like I had to, I had started listening to it again because I felt myself just like. I felt myself um, like getting caught up in the way that they rap, as opposed to like hearing what they were saying. Like I was getting lulled into that, but like it wasn't a bad thing. It's just that they were so smooth because they they man they 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 check off all the boxes for like what you're supposed to do on a rap song, and, like they do all of that well. But then you get then you get fantastic where the the lyricism is better on the listening, but it's something about what Slum Village, what they do, that captures your attention. Um, <clears throat> it's I, I, it's hard to put a, I can't really d- describe what it is, but like even like they have the most basic hooks that I've ever heard on songs like they just repeat the same words and you get caught up into it next thing you know man you bob your head to it you know it's just like they just keep just repeat the same words and it works especially with jay dillard's production before you realize it man you just caught up into whatever it is they're doing then they got classic songs like fantastic has way more classics than i don't even know if the listening, I could say, has a classic song on it. The Yo Yo. Um, okay. It's got, it's got a, at least three. It's it's got speed. It's got speed. Yeah. Whatever you say, and it's got oh, definitely the Yo Yo. And I, I also forgot about the Get Up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll let you all have it. But like when we go to Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's heat. Those are bona fide classics, you know. Raise it up, and I'm forgetting some of the names now, which I shouldn't because they're classics. But like you hear those songs, and it's just like instantly, man. You connect. Well, it, it, me personally, I connect with the the song. It like emotionally connects, and like I said, I you know you the way they do what they do. I, I'm just I'm just here for, it. and um. It's chemistry, and it just yeah, yeah. T three is like it, all of them. It's just like I don't know what it is, man. It's it's so hard to explain what it is, but it's like really whatever. not. It's Dilla's production. <laughs> I mean, but okay, it, it may be Dilla's presu- production, but that's that's the foundation. But what they what they put on top of it, it blends well with it because mm-hmm. because some like three other 
three other artists could get on Jilla's production and it still doesn't sound as 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 a perfect blend because right. the way they do their little hooks when they just it's like they halfway singing but it's it's like little bops that they doing you know and and then they had like a little skating joint with Buster. Um, they had the joint with Corrupt. Yeah, they they um they did a ladies anthem on it. It's like they covered bases that the listening didn't. But then it's just like some villages was was more like the cool kids too, man. It's like they I think they I think they more comfortable with what they do than little brother. At this I, stage of the game, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with because you. Because look, little brother to me, like I respect him, but I've never been like, like quick to just go go search for it. You know, like if it's coming out, it's like you know I hear it when I hear it. But when Slum Village drops up, it's like oh, I got to get that. I got I got to hear that. You know. So um, yeah, man, I, I give it to Fantastic for sure, but not not disrespectfully. It's just that it's hard to deny Slum Village. Well, at least for that album, because you know, as they as they went further along, they, they the groups kind of switched up with different different rappers on it and stuff, and it kind of like some of the um, cohesion was you know was getting kind of, in my opinion, was getting kind of weird. But like that Fantastic Volume Two, man, I, I couldn't stop listening. As a matter of fact, I was listening to it while I was working. And uh, one of my co-workers, who's a younger guy, he was like, man, I got to listen to this, man. I don't know what you're listening to, but it sounds cool. So, like, I put him on. So, I'm going fantastic. All right. Vince's role went fantastic. All right. Next up, uh, Reggie, man. I would love to hear your feedback, man, on this this album, Face Off. Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. I hear you now. Okay. I don't know what happened, dude. I said, it's it's no surprise here, man. I, I chose to listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no surprise at all I mean you guys have been repeating the very thing as to why I don't like Slum Village <laughs> I mean you don't listen to it if it doesn't have a Dilla beat the Dilla ism of the whole album makes the album you take him away as a producer and they trash as a collective <laughs> She said, "Hey, for labeling the crew, huh?" I definitely don't, definitely don't agree with that. <laughs> and then later, when Elza comes, that they actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like who is this dude? You know what I'm saying? But before then, man, it's just a dude that's super good at producing, got his friends together, and was like, "Man, come down here and rap over these beats." Nah, nah, that's, that's disrespectful, man. That's what you got, dude. That's what you got. You're not hearing yeah. Slum Village on nobody else's beats because don't nobody want to hear them. It's bad. No, they was they was on hey, Apollo's album. They, so- was, they was on Apollo Brown's album. They collaborated with Kanye. They they did some I'm stuff saying, outside saying, of the Villa I'm, stuff. I'm saying I'm saying you have a few tracks here and there, but I'm just saying overall, like. Nobody's checking for them, man. Like where they been since they've been doing it. They've been doing it. It just doesn't. It doesn't go without him. Nah, Elza messed up their cohesion, man. Like when Elza got on there, they weren't as cool as a group. Like they were just 
It was man. That, that, that's that man. It's not so opinion. much better than that. Well, no. Elzai made them ly- lyrically more respected, but it did it did kind of mess with the original chemistry of the group. Yeah, you're um, right. It made them it, it, it made them more well respected. But Elzai is a stiff. Like he can rap, but the man he is stiff. So it's like certain like lyrics don't tell the whole story. And I'm heavy on lyrics. I'm I'm fifty percent when it comes to lyrics. Like you. I feel like you gotta be able to rap to be a rapper, but it don't tell the whole story. That's why some people can rap, but they can't make music. And um, Slum Village, man, they just—it's just they had—they had a—they had, had a rhythm to them the way that they, in my opinion. But I'm—I'm I'm taking your whole segment, man. <laughs> I mean, you said Elzai is a step, but he has classic projects like the dude is flat out cold. I, you can't say that about Slum Village, dude. So what? What about the listening? Did you like? Uh, I mean, just overall, just in terms of. I mean, again, I think he mentioned it, uh, Jason. At that time, it was just refreshing. You know what I'm saying? Like, even there, you know, Jamil brought it up. This was kind of like your first time hearing radio. Um, antics and the television commercials or whatever kind of you put so it was just refreshing you know what i'm saying and now to hear that um as jamil uh, put it like that well again and you hear the future projects it kind of was like okay y'all done this it's kind of played but to hear it at that point I, I, it was just so refreshing so um, that whole vibe of it um, in my opinion is just overall better and i and i feel too you take slum village and you put them on the fruity loops beats and you take little brother and you put them on the jay dilla beat and you have a total different you know what i mean like it's total difference yeah yeah i got you i got you i guess i see what you're saying i did dilla was definitely the engine that made them run i i i don't I don't disagree with you on that point. Like, I think the three of them together, you know, in their original grouping was was they. I do do believe they had a, a special chemistry with each other that made the album what it was. You know, I, I think they just had a certain, just a certain creative energy with each other. I'm not going to sit up here in front like you know the lyrics were mind blowing. You know, they weren't, but they were they were sufficient. You know, and if 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 you were to write them down on paper and you read them, you'd be like, man, what is this? You know, but it translates different. Diff- it just translates differently musically. But I, I get where you're coming from, Reg. So I, I respect your choice, man. I respect your choice. Um, there, there's a lot to like about the listening. Um, like I said, both both these albums were game changers. Both of them were critically acclaimed immediately. You know, they were both kind of slow burns in terms of when actual hip hop audiences started to listen to them. Um, it took a while for the listening to kind of catch on. And I think it took even longer for the for the slum to catch on, yeah, unless you were already in the know. But but when I heard both these albums back when they came out, instant fan, instant fan of Slum Village, instant fan of, of Little Brother. Both these albums feature production by two GOAT producers in their prime. So for me, I thought this was going to be a lopsided victory for one of these albums, but it's actually a lot closer than I expected uh, it to be. 
the winner here won by a very razor thin margin. As as regards the the LB project, I believe the the closing track for the little brother was way better than the closing track for the slum village. However, the slum village it was like sonically it was such a smorgasbord for your ears, man. But but nothing on either one of these albums is terrible, despite maybe being a couple of skips between both. But like. Between both albums, between all 38 songs combined, you might have maybe, maybe three or four skips between the two projects. But both of these I loved instantly. They didn't have to take time to grow on me or nothing like that. I, I, what I loved about Slum Village was that they were very, you can hear the Tribe Called Quest influence, you know, like sonically it felt like they were picking up where Tribe left off. Um, and we later, you know, find out why, because because of Dilla. Dilla basically produced the last two Tribe albums and then he went right into this. You know, Slum Village, their rhymes were fairly like hedonistic, man. You know, they weren't <laughs> they weren't conscious dudes at all. <laughs> you know, nah. they were they were about having a good time hollering at chicks. But the <laughs> soulful beats, man, that that's jay dilla was giving you made it go down so smooth you didn't even care what they were rapping about you know and and with the little brother they seemed to have a lot that they were trying to get off their chest at the time you know the hip-hop scene in 03 was just different and i i i would imagine it, it looked very weird for them especially coming from north carolina and where the gang was at at the time um and they they appeared to have all the same issues with the rap scene that i had you know, the self-righteous poetry readings, you know, the bizarre dressing judgmental buttholes in the in the underground scene, uh, the groupies, you're both male and female, you know, niggas coming through asking for beats, but they ain't got they they stuff together. They ain't got no hook. Like they were sounding off on all of that. And the, even with the, the the album title, the listening, they were taking aim at cats who were paying any attention to the lyrics then and just listening for the hot beats. You know, whereas as as V, they were just trying to have a good time and talk about chicks and how dope they were. But it came down to production for me, man. Like and and, and both of these albums f my head up, both of them. But I felt the production that Dilla gave on Fantastic Volume Two was just more consistent and brought the best out of T Three, Botan, and even Dilla. I felt the energy and the musicality was just more infectious, slightly. LB almost got it, man. They almost got it. There was a track on here I forgot about where they do a tribute to Diggable Planet. Yeah, the old school rappers. Yeah, Cool G Rap, Slick Rick. I forgot about that. When I heard that, I yeah. lost it. Like, like, and it almost tipped the scales for me. It almost tipped the scales for me. I forgot about how much I enjoyed the skits by Little Brother with Roy Lee. That was hilarious. <laughs> a under a understated thing about the Slum Village had good skits too. Yeah. Like I said, that Louis Armstrong skit. The Louis, the Louis Armstrong skit. <laughs> the skit with the dude singing at the club. He was singing Prince. Yeah. I forgot about that. Right, I forgot about that skit. So the SV has some skits too. But Jason brought up a good point where he was talking about a paradigm shift. I think that the sound that Jay Dilla introduced us to on, on Fantastic Volume 2 
his sound was just more just was more influential um or went on to be more influential in immediately in in a scene that you know slum village was was kind of in and the circles they kind of roll with whereas with little brother like by the third album they they had adopted a whole new sound you know um you know they they kind of diverged from that so even in terms of influence you know i i think the fantastic gets it you know i think i think rhyme wise and 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 theme thematically i think the listening is a better album and better crafted album but when you just talk about like the whole package and influence and all of that i I gotta give it to fantastic volume two when i remember one of my guys said it sounded like Dillis beats sounded like you were getting punched in the ear by somebody wearing a silk glove. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like that's 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 kind of what it is, man. But yeah, I I, I got to give the edge to Fantastic Volume Two. But both these albums are awesome, man. It's just this is this is Creme Dalla Creme Hip Hop. Both of these albums are ten out of ten albums in my book. Yeah, yeah, I was I was here for it, man, for both of them. But let's go ahead, let's wrap up this show, man. Um, let's do like what we always do around this time, and in this segment, and end it with a segment of what you're bumping. Where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping for the past week or so. So, uh, Reggie, man, what you been bumping? <clears throat> you, you might have to get closer to the mic, I think. Man, I'm, I'm still having trouble hearing you. I heard you say Simba, though. Yeah, it's, it's called Results Take Time. Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, I can hear you. Simba and DJ Drama, actually. And then um, J.I.D. The Forever Story. Mm, what you think? I think it's good, man. Um, I kind of was um, I kind of was hard on it when I first listened to it. But then I kind of listened to it a couple of more times and and it made me feel um, it, it made me change my opinion about it. Um, so I, I'm loving it. I mean, I'm a fan of J.I.D. So um I mean, I don't think he disappoints, you know what I'm saying? He's kind of solid when he, you know, come out with an album. I was listening to Ari Lennox, Age, Sex, and Location. And then, um, um, I, you know what? I gave DJ Khaled album like a legit listen. And I know he, you know, he go for all the big names and, um, and everything, but it's actually not as bad as I thought it was. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, and I mean, I also was kind of impressed the fact that he produced most of the tracks. Did he? Yeah, yeah. You don't really take him to be a producer, but um, yeah, he produced he produced a lot of the tracks, and so I was I was kind of impressed, man. I was I was I was impressed. It's not as as bad as people. Okay, I check it out. I mean, don't get me wrong, like it's not what 
I mean, it is what you expect it is, you know what I'm saying? But it's not what you expect, if that makes any sense. Like, if you're going to get, you know what I'm saying, like I said, like club bangers or you know, these big name stars, but it's, it's, it's not that bad. It's tolerable. Okay. That's okay, it. Cool. That's all I got. Yeah, it's, it's pretty short this week. I have all right, uh, Vince, man, what you been bumping? Well, I, I, um, along with Red, I was bumping that um, Ari Lennox. Man, she's so jazzy, man. She blends new age uh, slang with like the old school jazzy lounge singer so well. Like, I mean, she, she, she. I hope she gets the. Uh, I hope she gets her credit because I think sometimes they the people they don't give her the credit she's due. Um, but maybe this maybe this album she she'll get it because it's it's a really dope album. <clears throat> it's it's not it's not really up tempo, but you know every album doesn't have to be. It's really it's really a good album. Um, what else was I listening to? I was listening to some Wu-Tang, just like a, a Wu-Tang shuffle. So no particular album, I just went on the YouTube music and shuffled Wu-Tang because I was in that energy after listening to um, listening to uh, West Side Gun. Because I wanted, I wanted to just go through his, um, he got so much out there, man. So much he got out there. I wanted to just go through the, the Hitler Wears Hermes, because it's a bunch of them. It's, it's, it's a lot. And so then I was like, you know, I started to get exhausted with it. Not in a bad way, but just like I just wanted to hear somebody else's voice, because, you know, his voice has that certain quality to it. So I was like, man, but I still wanted to hear that. So I went to Wu-Tang. They had to hit me some Raekwon, you know. Um, and some ghost space, so I went and just shuffled that, and you know, I had a lot to go off of with that. So, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Jamil, man, what you been bumping? Uh, I was bumping at uh, Outcast AT Aliens. Um, I was bumping at uh, Billy Woods, uh, Ethiopus. I can never say that album title. What did you think? Um, I'm gonna have to give it another listen. I enjoyed it, but I, I I had it like on in the background while I was doing something else, so I didn't really like give it a, a, as critical ear as I wanted. But I, I definitely enjoyed it. Was also bumping some um, some Isley Brothers. So it started off just playlist, and then I went um, and was bumping that album "Go for Your Guns." I didn't realize that these dudes like revolutionaries they are because we, we think about them you know post between the sheets but they they have some heat for sure and um because I'm a weirdo I was listening to the uh self-titled Led Zeppelin debut oh some classic rock yes indeed it's about it for me okay I'm right Understood. All right. Um, for myself, I was just bump Erica Badu, Mama's Gun. I was bumping Dale, uh, No Need for Alarm. I 
was bumping uh, Freddie Currency and Alchemist Fetty. Um, I was bumping De La Soul, The Grind Date. Just wanted to throw that in. Hadn't heard that in a while. And Count Base D, White Spit, man. One of the most most underrated artists in hip hop, in my opinion. But um, yep, that's all I've been. That's all I've been bumping, man. Um, Jamil, man. You got any album anniversaries for us, man? For for in this with some shout outs. There a there are a lot. There are a lot. Celebrating five years this week is uh, Layla's Wisdom. Oh wow! Rhapsody. Oh okay. It's now in 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 conversation for whether or not it's a classic. Um. Celebrating 10 years this week, Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor 2. Wow. Those would have been on my list of albums that I like that don't nobody else like. <laughs> uh, celebrating 20 years this week, which is crazy to think this has been this long, was uh, Nas, The Lost Tapes. And now we get into some, some heavy hitters. Uh, 25 years this week, EPMD back in business and organized confusion Equinox. Wow. And celebrating 30 years. Oh, you left week. one out. You left one out. Why well, leave out for 25? All right, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, celebrating. 30 years this week is uh, The Lynch Mob, Realist Miss, Diamond D, Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop, Showbiz and AG, Runaway Slave, and Red Man, What the Album, celebrating 30 years. Wow. Wow. So that one's getting, that one's getting banged tomorrow at a long drive anyways. Wow, wow. 30 years, man. 30 okay. years. All right, you gave me some, um, Fact, you just I think you inadvertently gave me a good topic for next week so we'll, um, <laughs> we'll get into that but um man I just want to say man I am I am so proud of the show of the pod reaching its 200th episode uh milestone you know had had a lot of had a lot of doubters <laughs> and unbelievers you know when I first started doing this but I'm glad I stuck with it um you know you gentlemen on the show are people that I, I know and respect, you know, in real life. But uh, thanks to the pod, I feel like I've gotten to know y'all on a way deeper, you know, level. And, and I, I'm truly grateful and appreciative of that. Uh, you all's input and being able to tap you all's brains and hip hop knowledge has been a invaluable resource for the show and, and, and truly makes it what it is. So, um, you know, I, I sincerely hope y'all keep coming on, man, like, and, and contributing to the show. And, uh, you know, I want to thank everybody who's had any type of participation on the podcast, past or present. You know, Jason, he had to clock out, but, if, you know, of course, Jason, Reggie, Vince, you know, y'all, y'all are regulars. Uh, my trusty co-host, Jamil, um, you know, he's, he's, you know, a, a the best co-host, you know, I can ask for, you know, very knowledgeable and, you know, takes it seriously. You know, everyone else who's who's been on the show, Rodney, Linnell, uh, my cousin Chaz, my cousin Danielle, Greg, Dave, uh, my boy Zach. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. Brandy. Um, 
you know, whoever Marcellus. else. Marcellus. Phil. <laughs> Phil, yeah. Um so yeah, it's 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 been a great ride, man. It's been a great ride and I'm a, I'm gonna try my best to keep it going. Um and you know, just keep supporting the show, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend, you know. Um but uh but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 pretty much what I wanted to say. And um you know, I I, I don't know if we're going to see another 200 episodes, but who knows? We doing we doing 200 of. We doing 200 more. <laughs> you know, who knows, man. I, I I would love it if that's the case. I would love it if that's the case, but I'm going to try to keep it going as long as I can. And um uh to you gentlemen, man, I, I thank you, you know, once again. Um, I know it's a sacrifice of time to come onto the show. I'm, I'm well aware of that. And uh, I appreciate everything. So uh, shout out to us and uh, keep supporting the show. And with that, I'm going to bid y'all adieu. Oh, go ahead. We, before we cut out, man, I just want to send one special shout out to uh listener out in, in San Jose, California, man. Money in the Banks. Appreciate the love. Um on the text message we couldn't uh, weren't, weren't able to uh, patch your your voice message into the show this week man but we definitely want to make sure you you are are shouted out and appreciated man and oh, uh we'll, email it to me I, I should be able to hook it up yes indeed we'll do that we'll do that yep yep all right man so uh yes indeed man yes indeed so with that man i'm gonna bid y'all adieu and i'm gonna say peace and i will see y'all next week
said something interesting, and I know a lot of people misunderstood it, so I want you to be able to say it. Um, I think it was Details Magazine. You talked about, you used the word God, and that's what messed everybody up. But you said you, something to the effect, you were a self-made God. Explain it. Um, I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. We are all gods on this planet, every man and every woman. We create life. We can take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. So you're right. And people criticize the statement? No, not to my knowledge. First yeah. time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people tend to play down our power. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry about it. This next guy do it unless there's God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. And until we embrace the fact that we are as powerful uh, as we are as beings. We're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made from our children to our adults, to our elderly, to whatever situation you want to talk about. Thank <laughs> you.